everyone welcome to loktantra chat so today is our first episode and today we are going to talk about why we want to do this podcast i am prasanna naidu i am a lawyer turned content creator and we have with us mr rahul devdar we know each other from like more than 10 years and we used to discuss these like ideas and have discussions around democracy uh, police reforms judicial reforms etc etc a lot of things related to these things so we thought why not record our conversations and have a podcast about it so um, let's start with you rahul uh, what do you have in mind about this podcast what do you want to talk about with whom you want to discuss these ideas and what do you plan ahead no this is actually you know it is sort of an extension of what chats we have and you know what uh, i thought and uh, like i was like we were discussing that many times what happens is that there is background to a reform which it's not simplified enough for you know normal people lay person to understand and every policy decision or every uh, law or every action of the government or in fact you know even corporates it has not just one effect but it has multi dimensional effect and mm. some of this is complicated and many times it is missed by newspapers and uh, media because they are intent on getting the first thing which is you know the straightforward impact and whatever gets the i don't know clicks or whatever I goes saw, viral so a recent video where well reputed news agency was covering how many momos does an indian eat in a month you can imagine <laughs> yes. this topic did you no that is one and like for example recently our opposition leader rahul gandhi he has announced that he is going to go for another yatra some another hmm. nyay yatra or something okay but uh, you know the the idea is that ki it doesn't matter if you are doing a yatra but it matters how you are addressing the complexity around the policy because it's not like you know when we say you know simple example you know when uri strike happened it was a decision it had multiple potential effects and you know uh, fallouts hmm. and you had to learn about them anticipate them and manage them proactively now these are the strategic and military decision uh, you can say geopolitical decision hmm. but same goes for let's say agricultural law same goes for the ca same goes for constitutional reform same goes for any other law including judicial uh, reforms that we have talked about and as much as what we thought that political politicians do not understand this we have to also understand that judges do not understand this at all so they make decisions and uh, you know they don't understand <laughs> yes i have to face judges but the thing is ki now uh, you know again every aspect of judicial decision has to be evaluated on a touchstone of practical values like you know when you say ki in fact i'll give an example that long time ago justice loda had made a decision that all the illegal buildings in mumbai had to be demolished i think it was 94 or 95 or something like that and there were something like 25000 buildings that were in consideration to be demolished mm-hmm. i i don't know if you remember that there was a municipal commissioner called khairna mm-hmm. and he was known as the demolition man that oh, time okay. there was also a movie called demolition man and he used to right. demolish all these illegal buildings and some had very ridiculous approval system where floor number 
थ्री टू सेवन वेर इलीगल एंड फ्रॉम सेवन टू ट्वेल्व वेर लीगल सो इसे की हाउ इज दिस पॉसिबल so all these things uh, justice loda had decided in one of the that actually reminded me that actually reminded me of a bollywood movie where govinda and kadar khan is there and uh, govinda has a dhaba near this kadar khan's big hotel and uh, they make some plot and govinda sends uh, like kadar khan sends uh, politicians to demolish the dhaba but instead of that uh, govinda convinces them to demolish the hotel illegal structure so they are discussing which which floor we must demolish first so he says go uh, go for the ground floor first <laughs> so he is like are ground floor tod do ke to upar ka sab niche gir jayega but uh, no. finally they de- like remove the uh, top floors and they get uh. it done but yeah so but it is it is the bit of reality is there in that because uh, you know uh, so when he he decided that you know all these illegal things should be removed and then there was a huge uproar because you know humanitarian this that and it was the order was revoked meaning hmm. supreme court set a, set it aside that time uh, justice loda was in bombay high court he later okay. became chief justice of supreme court but when supreme court uh, set it aside today we have even more illegal constructions hmm. so when you know uh, as you have more and more you know you overlook some of these transgressions you get even more so what are your options what are uh, the right way to deal with it and uh, that's why we wanted to explain this to people that some decisions seem harsh but they are at the lowest cost if you demolish all the illegal buildings today hmm. new buildings will not come up but today the cost is i don't know 75000 buildings but if you wait you will get 100000 illegal buildings now the question is how many things will you manage so there is just one example now see these are saw... the reported buildings there will be many which are unreported here yes yes yes, yes. these were the findings of uh, in the uh, before the court hmm. so there must be others which are not before the court so uh, then you know when you look at corruption i remember i told you about this case where there was flooding on top of a flyover so mm-hmm. you know it was unique how can this bridge under the bridge there is no water but on the bridge there is flooding this ki bridge under you know what is this overpass or so this is a flyover on the flyover there is flooding so these kinds of things happen and then you know people don't realize ki you know whenever you make corruption and then you fight corruption then there are other side also you you know like uh, remember i told you about this example where a bmc officer was required to get tenders for the mri machine equipment you know the mri machine was from philips hmm. so he had to get three bidders or three you know suppliers to bid for this tender so he said ki if it the machine is from philips mm. how can you have a genuine part from non philips person mm. so ultimately you know uh, they they didn't agree so you know there was a corruption in that also so he said ki i can't manage this because if you have a philips mri machine it's it's an mri machine it's not like a street lamp or something which any lamp will do it's an mri machine so you know whatever mri is i don't know brain scans body scans are coming out of it you have to be uh, you know genuinely confident of those because doctors are going to treat patient based on that you put some nakli bulb in that 
is not uh, going to help but uh, he was pestered for that so there are multiple sides of the same issue one side you let corruption be you get flooding on the bridge if you persecute the officers too much you get mrm machines philips mrm machines with g lamp i don't know which lamp they put actually yeah there are certain things where things are not chalta hai like chalta hai chalta hai attitude doesn't work and uh, you know these these are hidden from the people hmm. like you know so like nowadays it is very common to people uh, note that laws against you know husbands domestic violence laws are being misused now yes they are being misused but there are genuine cases so how do you protect also. the genuine cases yeah. and how do you avoid misuse so it means ki judges cannot be blind law cannot be blind law has to be more sensitive and policy has to take into account all these things and mm. that's what we wanted to explain like we were discussing in most of these cases you know back and forth and i think it is important for everyone to just get the broader sense and you know maybe add to our understanding also if they have unique experience one yeah. other thing you know what happens in india is that no in india you have 22nd century people okay? people who are living in 20 <laughs> you always see that and people yeah and people who are living in uh, you know uh, 1000 bc in the mm. same country so <laughs> you know you go and say you know women should have this right even no women should be confined to kitchen or something like that there will be one idiot who will come out then you tackle that there will be another person who will say you know the whole completely family should be disintegrated there is no need for family everyone is individual child belongs to the state like nordic countries have kept uh, he may be your child but he is our citizen and our right you know trumps yours you see you know this is ridiculous so we want to understand complexities of all this and i think there is only way to understand is to discuss and that's why we thought we, you know yeah also i like there, there were few uh, points basic points which i had in mind when i mm-hmm. thought of this podcast one was that as a common man i mostly deal with rules laws etc which are more under the municipal government and under the state government national level pe bhi hota hai but it's like i don't deal with it on a everyday basis okay and i don't have the understanding of the complexities also though i do comment on it every now and then but that's individual opinion but i deal with everyday issues like under the which come under the municipal government for example the drainage line is choked up okay and uh, the prime minister is not responsible for that okay for your drainage line being choked up and he will not give you the solution like he he is not directly responsible and he won't give you the solution because uh, who is responsible is the municipal government and the authorities there okay and also Correct. you are responsible partially okay because it is the people who throw the garbage especially plastic and all in the environment which gets choked there okay so you are also partially responsible for it so one thing was this that i want to cover aspects regarding these things like how uh, we deal with 
like everyday issues and where we must uh, go and where, what the approach must be and two that along with the rights you have there must be a duty based approach as well because you are also partially involved in everything in a society in a governance structure exactly. you can talk about more about the, the duty based approach no, not just that i mean in in our basic concept of understanding of society our dharma based approach is uh, is is the fundamental understanding of every indian so it's not that it is something unique we know we have to have a duty we have a duty to every person including the state and uh, we have uh, that knowledge in the background but what happens is that ki this knowledge has to be sharpened by a civics education and uh, unfortunately i mean the civics education subject it used to be taught in up to grade 5 in hmm. uh, early schools i don't know if it is taught these days but hmm. civics is more important because it is normal uh, life day to day life and uh, you know like for example like what you said you know i am not getting electricity supply or my hmm. electricity supply is variable my appliances are not functioning properly modi is responsible it is not hmm. correct you have to look at what is going on and then you realize ki you know the local supplier or you know there is a transformer in your locality someone is stealing or throwing stones at it and that is creating a problem but whatever is the problem you have to be alert and alert citizenry is very important government cannot be eyes and ears they cannot be under you cannot be under surveillance throughout and this is very important because what you are asking for ki i will not tell the government ki someone is throwing stones at my transformer next to my building next to my house government should know so how will government know government has to do surveillance so which means ki government will intrude into your privacy do you want that no no government should not do surveillance okay my privacy is important then are you going to report this so this is the two sides of the same coin right. so alert citizenry is absolutely essential and alert means what now today we have extra alert you know someone is stealing transformer modi is responsible no modi is not responsible you complain to the police you these days people don't know how to write a complaint letter to a police station they go to police station police station says it writes they write some complaint which is you know very some disturbance is being caused and you know no action can be taken because police anyways is overworked so right. it goes up hmm. how to write a complaint letter the those things are also important and someone has to be uh, teaching this you know in schools and you know so these are regular things how to approach a corporation you want permission you know there are uh, i'm sure <laughs> i don't know if you recall but very long back we discussed this you know for every government office there is a group of people who are like the uh, you know managers of if you want to get work done you have to approach through them agents yeah there, there is a parallel system going on which is <laughs> not government ha so, <laughs> which is not government these are private individuals who you have to engage with hmm. ki tumko uh, agents light connection nikalna hai to uska agent hai are hmm. why do you need an agent you sign simply write a letter and you should get get uh, this thing but it won't get done it will take time it just yes. it is 
So then uh, this agent business is there. So until and unless we resolve this, until and unless we are aware ki what is required. So, you know, Anna Zare did that exercise where every government office has to submit and write what is the process and what time it will take. Citizen's charter or something it was called. Now, how many offices have that? Nobody knows. And whether it actually reflects the real process or not. So, you know, like there's a bank account closing. My friend went to close the bank account for his mother. She, she had passed away. So he said, first give an application. So he gave an application. They gave him two forms. Then he filled up those forms. He submitted those two forms. They gave him five forms. He said, what is this? This is a playing cards or what? You know, I'm doing this one is card. Actually, this is, sounds like a game, but it happens. Like recently I went it to happens. the tax office. I got good yeah. guidance there. But at yeah. the end, first I had to wait. Like officially it starts at 11 a.m. How is this official time? I don't understand for government office. It starts at 11 a.m. Okay. Usme se bhi, no employees, uh, like hardly one employee came there at 11 around. Pehle to koi dikhai uh, most of the employees came by 11.30. Okay. And I don't know when is their lunch time. <laughs> Probably after one or one and a half hour, I guess. So 11.30 ko people started coming. And when I went there with my problem that this is the issue, I went like from one desk to another desk then the other desk told me go to that desk then that desk told me to go to that desk so it kept on happening and there was no stationery there was no stationery around that building it was in bkc i as a common person chalo i didn't bring the required document i had the pdf of it on my mobile so i was like if it is required i'll go downstairs take the printout and submit that but udar hai nahi kuch like in bkc only top, like uh, the building is so posh, but no stationery available for the common man nearby. I had to go to the station and then come back. And that is, this is even, you know, this is true in all public offices. It is the process. So, it, mm. you know, like what are they going to do with your printout? They're going to scan it and put it back. So mm. why can't they, you know, can you just send it on phone? No, this is Give the, the printout. So then, huh, this is the protocol. You have to have a printout. So, you know, printout means what? So, you know, the digital manipulator. It's not like I'm printing out something else. It's your document. The, I'm going the to protocol doesn't say that you can help the consumer in whatever way you huh. can. So, yeah. And, you know, this is following the letter of the law, creating complete injustice and, you know, the entire effect is opposite of the intent of the law. The consumer must get fed up and not come again. You know, see, government is a service to you, right? But what happens is, instead of giving you a service, what they are doing is ki they are expecting you to serve them. So when you go to government office, one whole day goes away. And if your work gets done in first visit, you can You're the most claim lucky 100 person. rupees for me. Yeah, <laughs> you can claim 100 rupees for me. If I went there with my work in first attempt, it was done. First thing they say is no, can't be done. Hey, what can't be done? No, no, it can't be done. Now, how can it be done? So you have to file an application. Then it means it can be done. Na? No, it can't be done. First thing is no. This is become and the norm. Parallel and economy, parallel, sorry, not economy, parallel system which we have about the agents. The yeah. things goes like they try to scare you. Like, oh, this can't be done. 
uh, you know uh-huh. you have to wait for so many like so much time so many months etc to for you to done but i have a solution which can be done like quickly so and uh-huh. so you have you to, to pay, pay so much money 10000 uh-huh. rupees uh-huh. Uh-huh. and no process is can be shared with you it's secret how can they how to uh, file how, they how to file that? an application ha huh, nahi nee, that's what how to file an application for connection you need five documents you know what if you have four documents then you need something else no clarity this will be hidden somewhere and when you they will ask you do you have death certificate of your grandfather who carries death certificate of your grandfather with you like no no his domicile certificate is required now where is my grandfather's domicile certificate where will i get it now he passed away in 1950 how will i get his domicile certificate now you know no you have to get that without that money or you can give a declaration so tell me na you give a declaration this reminds me of that office office tv serial exactly. which you said ha it's pretty good that very uh, funny and witty at times and there, there was an episode where yeah and tragicals <laughs> yeah 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 because uh, in that one episode the protagonist musaddilal he was declared dead and he is like standing in front of them and he is saying that i am alive in front of you <laughs> but he is like no no for, but according to Be- the government you are dead <laughs> there are going to be many movie web series tv series references in our podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like you know in western countries you go to the government office they try to serve you hmm. okay this is what you want to do give these five things submit it in 8 days you will get answer meaning we will process it in 8 days so in 8 days before 8 days sometimes within 8 days sometimes on it after 8 days you get the answer you don't have to do follow up and you know call up and then you know wait and this is waiting game in in hmm. most offices you know wait officer is coming you waiting 1 hour 2 hours 3 hours 4 hours and whole day goes in serving the officer so this is because our government system is still in colonial mind it has to come out of full colonial mindset it has to come into serving the people then it will work so that's why we are going to have a next episode on the colonial constitution where we will discuss these aspects too no this constitution itself has created this all the one of my theory yeah, yeah. the administrative setup uh, yeah. the, the root document is the constitution yeah and i also wanted to have conversation with all kinds of people with like different uh, having different views uh, even conflicting views different ideologies etc uh, because i think though you may have x ideology you may have x uh, point of view on a certain topic any political issue or any anything religious view etc but still you can have a proper good civilized conversation because uh, we are civilized being is what we claim because we are humans and we are not animals so i think uh, we can have conversations even if we have like conflictive viewpoints yeah, yeah absolutely and you know only when you have difference of opinion that's when the discussion gets enriched because without having because they see in like i told you in india there is one person who is living in 22nd century mm. and one person who is living in 1000 bc and there is mm. going to be difference in opinion there is going to be difference in application of everything policy law 
even a news event will affect these two people very differently. And that is the idea that when you get to know and understand their perspective, you find that there is a bit of there there is a bit of truth in nobody is like hundred percent liars. You know, everyone has a perspective and they are right from their perspective, and you have to understand their perspective. And sometimes the law is you know you have to make you know some adjustment to the law sometimes the process needs to be adjusted but that's at, why, at any that's grade you have to understand the idea existence. exactly yeah because ultimately it's a assimilation of all viewpoints loktantra means assimilation of not just one viewpoint but all viewpoints and uh, there is a agglomeration you have to bring consensus you can't just simply randomly impose ideas on people Okay, so let's end this conversation now. This was the first episode where we talk about why we wanted this podcast about what we wanted to discuss. In the next episode, we'll talk about colonial constitutions, which is basically we are talking about constitution of India and its colonial underpinnings, and how the colonial ideas and mindset continues to prevail and influence our current laws even after the British have left seventy-five years ago. Even today. their influence continues we'll discuss that in the next episode so stay tuned for the next episode till then bye bye